Canberra may be the city of the car, but when it comes to leaving the capital, plenty of us love to fly. My question was about flights in and out of Canberra. Um, I just wanted to know why they seem so much more expensive than other cities and why they've only just had international airline recently. That's Lillian. She moved to Canberra from Melbourne in 2014 to join a graduate program. I used to drive between Melbourne and Canberra quite frequently and then I thought I would look at flights one day to see how expensive they were and I was really surprised by how much more they cost than, say, a flight from Melbourne to Sydney. I just had a quick look, actually, and the flights this weekend go up to about $1,000 one way, which is so much more than you'd usually pay for an interstate flight. So does that mean that most of the time you are driving because the flights are too expensive for you? Yeah, and I think a lot of people are in that situation where it's just so much cheaper to drive, even though it takes seven hours as opposed to one hour, the cost is just so much more when you fly. This is Curious Canberra. I'm Sonia G. It's a series where journalists from the ABC Canberra newsroom answer questions sent in by you. Lillian's question was one many of you voted for. First, I wanted to find out if Canberrans do pay more for flights compared to their capital city counterparts. Making a fair comparison between flights around the country is tricky. So I called Tilly South. She's from consumer advocacy group Choice, and she's led their airline work. The prices of flights we find are extremely complex. They change minute to minute, day to day, depending on your destination, what type of plane you might be flying in, what airline you're flying with. So it's actually quite a complex issue to figure out when prices are going to be more expensive than others. And is it possible to break down what goes into the cost of a ticket? The only thing that you are able to find out as a consumer, and you'll see this going through the booking process, is what the taxes and charges are for each ticket. So that may may include a fuel surcharge or it might include an airport tax. So you can keep an eye out for that because if you do have to cancel your flight or you don't end up flying, you can actually get that money back. I also contacted the three domestic airlines that fly into Canberra to ask them about their fares. Virgin Australia and Tiger Air both sent statements, but didn't comment on specific routes. And that's in part due to something called commercial incompetence, which limits how much companies have to disclose about their business operations. Let's go back to the $1,000 fare from Canberra to Melbourne that Lillian found online. Peter Harbison, the chairman of Kappa Centre for Aviation, helped put it in context. So what happens when you're booking very close to a weekend, the the special deals dry up. And so you automatically get bumped up to the flexible fare. And it does give you the the flexibility to change your your dates if you want to. Even if you don't want to do it, you're paying that premium for for the ability to do so because the, the bare bones fare has disappeared from the route, from the market. Peter was using Qantas fares as an example, and there are quite a few. The cheapest is called the Red E deal, then there's a flexible economy fare and multiple business class fares. Lillian found the $1,000 flight a few days out from the Queen's birthday long weekend. Peter says that sounds about right because the cost of any airfare is influenced by when you make your booking as well as what time you fly. To make his point, he hopped onto Webjet 
to compare prices of two similar flights leaving the very next day. The first fare he found was for a Canberra to Melbourne flight. At five o'clock tomorrow afternoon, which is obviously a busy time, the only price left is the fully flexible one, and that's $700 one way. He looked for a Sydney to Melbourne flight to compare the cost. The outbound fare, just looking at the morning, for example, 8.30 in the morning, is $700 one way. For both flights, it was too late to choose a cheaper fare. I think the main problem tends to be with the perception that it should be $100 each way, typically. And that, Mm -hmm. in fact, is is really the cheapest fare. So when you're measuring against that, sure, $1,000 round trip, Canberra, Melbourne, sounds expensive, sounds expensive, Sydney, Melbourne. But if you're travelling in peak hour or at the last minute, that's perfectly normal. But are there factors specific to Canberra that make our flights more expensive? Tony Webber says yes. He runs his own consulting firm, Airline Intelligence and Research. He's also a former Qantas chief economist. Flights into Canberra are typically dominated by Sydney, Canberra and Melbourne, Canberra. And they are very, very short sectors or short distances. You burn a lot of fuel to get up in the air and you burn a lot of fuel going down as well. And so when you spread those costs over a short distance, the cost per kilometre is a lot higher. Does the number of carriers we have coming into Canberra, noticeably we don't have Jetstar, also play into that? Yeah, good point. Competition. Competition matters big time. When you have a route that's dominated by Virgin and Qantas or full service carrier, you unambiguously get higher average airfares than routes that are dominated by low cost carriers. And that's simply because the full service carriers have an all inclusive price that doesn't unbundle the services. Canberra does have Tiger Air. The low-cost carrier ended the Qantas Virgin duopoly in December last year when it resumed its Canberra to Melbourne service. In September, they'll introduce a new route, flying Canberra to Brisbane. And that's good news for those of us travelling for leisure because experts say another thing that pushes local airfares up are corporate travellers. Let's go back to Tilly South from Choice. Tiger or Jetstar, for example, is flying into um, your airport or if they're flying into Canberra, that can be a cheaper option because often business travellers won't book on those airlines so you'll find that there'll be cheaper seats available. And why is that? They just don't perceive it as being as reliable or it might just not be as convenient for them? Usually it's a mix of reasons. Convenience is definitely one. So if you look at Qantas or Virgin, they'll be maybe offering more flight times. Qantas does and Virgin do have very good on-time departure rates. Businesses do take that into account and then they also will just have their standard booking procedures. Peter Harbison from the Kappa Centre for Aviation shared another reason why some business travellers won't be buying tickets with Tiger. One of the reasons that Sydney Canberra costs a lot is that there are a lot of government corporate deals done. So the government is a massive buyer of of air transport, as you can imagine. And they've got some relatively cheap fares. They are able to exercise their market clout to buy some cheap fares in Sydney, Canberra, and vice versa. The result of that is that the airlines have to charge us more, you and me, because the, uh, the taxpayer is getting a good deal. While I had Peter on the phone, I asked him Lillian's second question. She wanted to know why international flights are a relatively new thing for Canberra. Oh, yeah, because it's a tiny place. Simple as that? Simple as that. 
you think how many people there are living in Canberra and to fly, say, to Singapore, you need an aircraft that's got 300 plus seats. And you've got to fill 300 seats every day, so however often, and it just doesn't work. I took my notebook full of answers to meet our questioner Lillian at her work. When we met up, I told her that everyone I spoke to shared the same advice. If you want to avoid an expensive flight, book as early as you can, when all of the fare types are likely to be still available. It's something Lillian's tried before, and she says it hasn't guaranteed an affordable fare. After hearing about all the things that pushed prices up, she managed to find the lighter side of flying from Canberra. One of the benefits of not having that many flights and having quite expensive flights in Canberra is that the airport is always so easy to navigate and to get to. So if I had to choose, I mean, it's a great benefit being able to find parking and pick people up. So I wouldn't be able to give that up. (laughs) And it sounds like Lillian might be driving between Canberra and Melbourne for a little while yet. What keeps you occupied in those seven or so hours? Uh, Just good company, um, good music and a lot of snacks. (laughs) Our website is abc.net.au slash Curious Canberra. We've posted the full answer to Lillian's question there and included more travel tips from choice. You voted for Lillian's question and you have the chance to vote again. We have three new questions from Jacqueline, Beck and Lois for you to choose from. Next time on Curious Canberra, we find out about the earthquake history of the ACT. There are a dozen faults around us that are of of interest for these large earthquakes and we're just starting to study them and get an understanding of how often we might expect a large earthquake in Canberra. (laughs) 